Welcome back to OK Podcast. My name is Hayden. And my name's Kamila. And today we are actually in a different space than what we typically would be. <laughs> yeah, we had like a lot of difficulties. Lots of technical problems, but we are doing OK. We're going to get our episode out. We're going to work through this. Yep. It's going to be OK. <laughs> so last week we talked about how we were going to ASEN. Um, so we did that. And it was yeah. a very fun time. However, there were a bunch of different kind of weird things that happened while we were there. Yeah. um, I also went to the event called Paradiso in Kansas, Missouri, with Lolita Collective helping out their booth and selling some of my things. Both were great events that do feature J-Fashion, though we felt this year that there was a lack of J-Fashion programming at ASEN. And I felt that uh, Paradiso, um, though it has like a ton of potential and it's uh, specifically focused on J Fashion, left a little bit more to be desired. I think this episode will discuss the impact of different J Fashion events. We also have some interviews from the J Fashion community present at ASEN 2018 on the topic of J Fashion in our everyday lives. So let's hop into our regularly scheduled program, bringing up our events for the upcoming month. First off, we have the Brighton J Fashion Meet. This meet will take place at the Royal Pavilion in the UK. They will meet at the Pavilion Gardens and make their way somewhere for a vegan lunch, so the options are open for everyone. Do a bit of shopping, exploring, take some cute pictures, do what you do at a J Fashion Meet. This sounds really cool. Is this like the first time we mentioned a UK event? I don't know. I, I felt We special. mentioned the Angelic Pretty Cafe in France. Oh, okay. But I think that's the only one we've done so far. Yeah, yeah. I felt like really cool when I found that. I was like, oh, cool. There's like this event that I can't go to. <laughs> <laughs> There's a J Fashion Swap Meet hosted by Millworks. That will be in California. You bring your clothes, accessories, shoes, whatever you can carry, and sell your stuff. There is an admission fee for it, $10 general admission. Tickets will be on sale soon. There'll be raffles, snacks, and they ask to come dress in your summer best for their J Fashion video lookbook. This event is open to the public. No need to be dressed in any J Fashion, but items sold must fall under that category. This event will be held at Made by Millworks, 240 Pine Avenue, Long Beach, California. We have a J Fashion meetup at Chicago's Japanese Matsuri Festival. There's going to be a hangout, food. We're all going to have a really awesome time. Uh, It's open to all J Fashion styles. It's going to be outdoors, so dress appropriately. Um, It's going to feature a variety of other Japanese culturally themed programming and food. This meetup immediately follows the community fashion show to be held at 11.30 a.m. If you want to participate in the fashion show, you can fill out the form in the Facebook event. Please consult the Facebook event for further details on this event. On Friday, actually the day this episode is coming out, is the beginning of ACON, which I wish I could go to right now because it sounds really awesome. There's going to be a lot of different J Fashion things happening at Akon today. There's going to be a fashion walk. There's a lot of big name J Fashion brands that are going to be guests there. Um, The designers Otaku Apparel, Puvathel, I Do Declare, and Miss Octopi are going to be hosting the fashion walk from the Water Gardens to the Sundance Square. More information is available on their Facebook page. 
Other guests at Akon are Baby the Star Shine Bright, Alice and the Pirates, Lolita Collective, and Galaxy. There will also be a J Fashion show and a do-it-yourself J Fashion panel with Puvithel. This Akon looks to be a fun, fashion-filled weekend. There will also be, like, with Lolita Collective, I'll be selling some of my things. So if you want to get some Fight Me shirts or leggings and things like that. Cool new buttons. Yeah, cool new buttons, things like that. Um, yeah, you can visit their booth. Ugh, I wish I could go because I want to see all our cool guests that we've had on, like, Poovy, and I want to see friends like Otaku. Yeah, yeah. I really want to see Miss Octopi. I've been following her brand for a really long time, and I've never, like, seen the designer in person, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. when will I meet Miss Octopi? <laughs> <laughs> One of the people who I, who I met last summer was uh, Miss Alphabet. She, oh, yeah, yeah, the Etsy designer. Mm -hmm. I met her at the Fickle Wish uh, one year anniversary party, and I forgot this person doesn't know who I am, but I know who she is. (laughs) So I just kind of go, Oh my gosh, hi, I know you. And she's like, What? I'm like, Oh, I am so sorry, I'm dumb. I know you from your stuff, and I like your clothes, obviously. So I am here, but. Hi, it's nice to meet you. Yeah, that's like, yeah, that's always so strange. <laughs> Sometimes I forget when my when my in real life and online interactions deviate. <laughs> right, or like even if you haven't even like, I don't think you, have you ever had a conversation with them? Like, no, that oh, was like okay. the first time yeah, ever the first time. So it was just like, you just see their pictures, but you do, you have never spoken to them. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. <laughs> and I felt so bad. I was like, I'm so sorry. I think someone had that, like, I guess thing with me while I was at uh, Paradiso, which I did not expect to see anybody who knew me at all, because this is mostly Lolita. So, yeah, someone just came up like, oh my gosh, I'm dying, like... <laughs> You're like hard decor, right? And I'm just like, uh. <laughs> I, it depends on who's asking. Right. I thought I was going to be incognito here. Now we can go on to Kawaii Spotlight. The first thing that we have on our Kawaii Spotlight is buy a brand. I'm not even sure what the brand name is. The website is called idol.theshop.jp, but the banner says Kawaii Oyofuku Yasan. So. I'm going to call it Idol the Shop for now, since that's the... Yeah, that's also there, too. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just going to call it Idol the Shop for now. But the first thing that we have is a... Google Translate calls it a Parker dress sick. But again, this is Google Translate. But yeah, it is... so it could be a totally different order or meaning or something. <laughs> yeah, basically what this item is, it is a black or a white. You can get in either color. A sweatshirt and on it in different holographic prints is a heart and inside is the kanji for disease. So if you're into yummy kawaii and you want some really cool pastel goth or uh, just darker yummy kawaii looking items, this is definitely the piece for you. It has the holographic in black, pink, and blue. Yeah, I really like the holographic uh, hearts. I don't really get to see that in clothing a lot, like a little holographic effect. 
me being a decora. I'm all like, okay, I need like 10 hearts. I need <laughs> 50 stars. But if you're just trying to be like, like Yami Kwai is not totally about that. It's just more about the meaning behind it and the feeling that you have in, um, kind of with the clothes and in the clothes. So yeah, it's definitely a really casual, I guess I would say like it's a sweater dress. Like it looks long. Yeah, it, it goes up to a 2XL. So it's it's pretty big. Or I think it only comes in a 2XL. So definitely oh, plus size friendly. Yeah, yeah. Since it is a Japanese shop, you are going to have to find a shopping service for it that will go through this site. I've never heard of it before. I mean, it seems fairly reputable. So mm. go for it. There are new pinwars and berets at Otaku. Berets come in several prints and are reversible. Berets will be online in August. Until then, they will be available for purchase at conventions. For example, Akon, Delta H, and Magical Girl Day. I'm really, really excited for the berets. Um, I talked with Courtney, the designer for Otaku, and I asked her, like, hey, can we talk about these? Because I know they haven't dropped yet. And she was <laughs> like, yeah, please, here's all the information on it. And they're super duper cute. They come in, like, her her previous prints, like the... Mm-hmm. Uh, Magical Girl Girl, Arsenal one. Which is Um, my favorite. Yeah, super cute. So if you guys need some super adorable printed hats to go with your cords, this is definitely where you should go. The Panwars also look super cute, and they're really, like, flowy. They're perfect for summer, nice and cool. Yeah, and the nice thing about... um, otaku is that you don't have to be like invested in a certain j fashion style in order to shop their brand like they kind of like jump around in different topics and things like that that'll be like appealing to everyone the red bubble brand fairy space has released some really cool pieces recently and these aren't necessarily new releases but it is a shop that we feel deserves to have the kawaii spotlight on them Uh, One of their shirts that we love is a very retro anime designed piece with a really cute anime party slash fairy K girl on it. Overall, I just really love it. And I think the brand itself is really cute and uh, has a lot of potential. What I really enjoy about Fairy Space's artwork is the neon pastel Mm -hmm. um, color schemes. I really like that. That's not something that I totally have in my wardrobe, and I'm actually interested in adding more of that sort of color scheme. So I like seeing it, and um, I also like the little, like, balloons in Mm -hmm. in the background on this specific shirt and the fact that it comes in so many different colors. Yeah, Redbubble is really good with that. I know they're... Their rates for their artists isn't that good, but I do like how they have a lot of different options for their colors. Mm-hmm. And next, Kamila has a super cool thing that she's going to talk about. I'm just going to let her take it. <laughs> well, like, the first good news is that I came out with some awesome things in my, like, accessories section. So I have the Damn It enamel pin. It is glitter gold. So actually in the star, it says Damn It. And it's like a shooting star. It's for those moments where you feel like my life is falling apart, but I'm trying to be (laughs) positive about it. Um, And then I also have some a sticker sheet. And I have some temporary tattoos that say kawaii hustler and they're like this pink glitter and everything like that like i just came out with that like two days ago online i'd been selling them at asen at first and now they're available for everyone to enjoy 
I also have really big news with Puvathel that was just announced too. We're going to be doing a collaboration that will come out by fall 2018. So this year, you know, get your wallets ready, <laughs> get your money right by fall. Because we're going to be, you know, you know Pubethel is the accessories queen. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be adding my hard decor flair to, you know, Pubethel's already awesome work. So, yeah, be really excited because we're, like, jumping for joy over what we have planned. And now going on to the main discussion topic of for this month. Uh, like we said before, we went to ASEN together and then Kamilo went to Paradiso. And we, while we were there, we had a discussion about the different things that were available for J Fashion and how we did like to see the panels that were going on there. There was another uh, Kawaii to Kimono panel, but we also had a discussion about the community events that were going on. Very interesting that at com- there's certain conventions that really embrace j fashion the j fashion community and host guests from japan and have uh tea parties and leave room like they make a space for us whereas other conventions don't and even when conventions do make a space for us like how do we feel about that could it be could it be better in what ways can it be better i went to paradiso in kansas city missouri And that was a really awesome event, like a unique event, because it is specifically focused on J fashion, mostly Lolita, though. And I guess that's like what like other events that are like that, that are hosted by the J fashion community for the J fashion community have like RuffleCon. That was like mostly Lolita as well. But obviously, people had their problems with RuffleCon, both vendors and attendees. And when RuffleCon ended, which is like, I guess, fairly recent in Mm -hmm. the grand scheme of things, people were really disappointed about like, you know, the potential left on, I guess, reached by it. But also they felt like there was a lot of problems with it. So I'm trying to figure out like what's the better situation to try to like get these conventions to make a better space for us or do we need to make our own events and what's going to like I guess yeah like what do we need from these events you know yeah I I do very much enjoy the spaces that anime conventions have given to us I think they're I think they work out pretty well and especially for a three-day event I feel that like un unless you want to teach brand new people about what's going on in the community. There is only so much you can say about Mm. J fashion, like at one time. And I don't know if it can be spaced out for like a full weekend event. And I think one of the reasons why we're doing so well is because it's an ongoing thing that we're doing and we're constantly keeping up on current events and stuff that's going on. But I also feel that having a space just for us is super important a space where we don't have to worry about people outside of our community uh we don't have to worry about explaining things to people who are brand new to the scene and even if they are we can do it in a space that is that doesn't feel judgmental but i also feel that inside of our community space we have to open up to other spaces 
like we talked about, RuffleCon and Paradiso have been mostly Lolita-based conventions. And I feel that opening that up is super important because it's not just the Lolita community and then the rest of the J Fashion community. We are a community together. And even though Decora and Visual K may not go hand in hand with Lolita, we we still come from the same places and we still have a lot of the same struggles socially. I honestly, I feel like there's a lot of things that are being lost by that kind of wall that's being put up between the different uh, sections of the community, the different subgroups. And I, I feel that we're forgetting a lot of the greater community. Uh, a friend of mine, mm-hmm. Say, made a Facebook page and it's just the International J Fashion Community. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm a part of that page. And I really hope in in the next uh, upcoming years that it hopefully has, that it will thrive and that we will start to remember, oh, we are a group together. Like, while we do have our own subgroups, us as a community, there are so many other things that we can do and to succeed and to further and better ourselves. And I do understand that our subgroups do kind of divide us. Like, visual K people aren't super, may not be super interested in the ruffles of Lolita. Or fairy K people may not be super into the darkness that gothic style has. But I just don't like the division. And I personally feel that it's something that is slowly going to break us down from the inside and it's uh, like inside our community not just like inside our inside our own emotional functions (laughs) it's gonna kill us all but like inside our own community I feel that it's counterproductive to what we're trying to achieve yeah I feel like yeah that I think that's maybe a big stumbling block for me with these J fashion community organized events and also without the support of the convention, you know, like the convention, they'll, they'll be like a ton of things to do. So you can explore a lot of different interests at the same time. Whereas at these J fashion events, it does focus on one thing, but it's a little bit less, less central and less things to, I guess, explore, I guess, especially if you're focusing on one specific uh, J fashion style. So... When I went to Paradiso, which was a great event because they had um, the area was like so cool. They had like all these historical statues and this amazing art museum we got to take a tour of. There were tarot readings and a tea party that had a um, great atmosphere. And it was yeah, all of it was really great for you know, if you're wearing your, your Lolita outfits and you want to take some bomb shots, like, you've got that. Um, but there was no central hotel where, like, there was a hotel block and there was and, – and the different places that we got to visit, though they were awesome, you had to, like, get some a ride or someone to drive you to the different spots. And at a convention, you know, everything's in one spot. Like, you stay in that hotel and you know you're not going to have to rent a car or do any Ubers. Like, as long as your hotel is closer to the convention center, like, everything is central. Also, getting food and everything like that, like, yeah, it's it's a lot easier. Whereas with these, like, J Fashion-only events, it's more of, like, an uphill battle trying to build that. I feel like it's going to take 
a while for these sort of events to get the um, get the variety that and an organization, I guess, that we get from conventions, which is already kind of like there's a formula to conventions. And what's the formula for a J fashion event? You know, like, what are we trying to mimic? We're kind of trying to make something that's totally new. I think one of the conventions that does this really well, like makes a really great space for us, is KatsuCon. I think KatsuCon makes a great space because, like, even with their panels, they discuss different topics that weren't just Decora 101, Lolita 101, or 102, or something like that. They had, like, J Fashion for Couples. They had history and Lolita just things that if you're already into the fashion you can like go even deeper whereas like a lot of other conventions just have like the surface introductory panels and not really anything going beyond that and then not a lot of conventions have fashion shows ASEN specifically has not had a fashion show for years there's kind of like a stigma some with a lot of conventions that fashion doesn't bring guests you know fashions don't bring like attendees is what I mean and they don't want to really focus on it because you know what people want they just want the voice actors and they want the cosplayers J fashion is not that important of a Japanese subculture to explore at our convention. So that's a problem as well, like not being very valued at the convention. So you can't get everything that you want or to explore other options. Like we're kind of just stuck doing like even at the conventions that like say maybe have a few few of these things we're kind of just stuck at like okay we're only going to do these few things and that's the j fashion track and it never like grows to something more can we talk about the programming that was at paradiso because oh, yeah i feel before i state what i want to talk about mm-hmm. um in my concerns uh, I want to hear, because I've never been, I've never been to a J Fashion only convention or J Fashion focused convention. So I want to hear, as someone who's been there, what mm-hmm. the programming was like. The programming didn't have any uh, panels where we were like sitting down and just listening to what somebody had to say. There was a fashion show. There were some room, like a marketplace, which was like... Um, in the room where the fashion show was, there were some artists and vendors and things. And then Lolita Collective had its own space, its own room. And there was some remote sales. So people who uh, weren't able to be at the convention, they could sell through the remote sales station. And then before the main event, which was like the fashion show and everything like that, the day before, there was a J Fashion swap meet where you could um, swap some things that you had in your closet and things like that as like a pre-event. There was an Uji pageant. Some people took it seriously and some people were just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, you know, be here and stuff like that. But you could like vote for who won by buying these roses. And so that was interesting. I've never seen that before being offered. And then the next day there was The last day there was a tea party. It was mostly a two-day event. So one day had the fashion show and you could buy stuff. The second day there was no marketplace. You just go to the tea party if you bought tickets for it. And then after the tea party, you could go to the art museum 
And then after the art museum, you could go to the Oracle, which is where the tarot readings and things like that happened. Or you could go to, there was an arcade, a barcade sort of place that you could have this like, it was an optional after party sort of thing and you didn't have to wear J fashion to it. Yeah, that was kind of like the flow of the event. Yeah, I feel that us as a community, we're not exploring enough. I'm constantly like hearing of tea parties and I'm hearing Mm -hmm. of swap meets and um, meetups. And I feel that while that's all well and good, we need to branch out. Because just sitting here, I thought of we could have a, um, we could bring in visual K bands, parties, like a party K party. Like literally it's in the name, party K. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. Because not everyone wants to be prim and proper at a tea party. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, well, of course other J fashions aren't going to really show up to those sorts of events because it's not really made for, for them. For Yeah, for us. It's more like, oh, okay. And then I, I felt really out of place if I wasn't in something that was like a Lolita dress and had all the things. Like, I felt like really like, uh, like even though people weren't like, you know, down my throat about it or something. But it's still like you everyone, you would stick out. Yeah, yeah, I would stick out. And I felt like isolated, even though like no one was trying to make me feel that way. It was just like, oh, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like for Decorah, there could have been a like what I'm thinking of right now as I'm sitting here. And there's probably a lot of logistics that have to go into this. Right, right. But um, <clears throat> kind of like a. There could have been like an accessory bar where people just sit down and they try on a bunch of different accessories and they see how Mm -hmm. they all work and you can branch out and explore different things. Even just like a fashion swap event Mm -hmm. where you bring in clothes and you hook up with someone else, not that kind of hook up, Mm -hmm. Uh, get your minds out of the gutter. Um, But you could match with someone else and you could try to exchange clothes and like not permanently, but just dress someone up for a few hours and see how it is being in someone else's clothing, how it works, um, like physically the logistics of it and emotionally how you feel. I see a lot of fashion swap videos on YouTube and it's like, why can't we just do that with each other as well? There's just so much more that we could be doing and I feel that we are getting stuck in one place. Yeah, yeah. And we're going back to a lot of the kawaii fashion like, that's fine. We can still be interested in that. But there is more that as a com- as a whole community, I feel we need to be inclusive of. And, like, even just for panels, mm-hmm. we could have panels. We could have discussion forums at an event like Paradiso where mm-hmm. um, just talking about uh, stuff that we've talked about on the show. Yeah, where, um, where talk- We want to talk about, like, gender and J fashion. What else? Mm. We were talking about, like, uh, different things with, like, elitism mm-hmm. and, like, how does that play into J fashion and how we can, like, maybe go work towards, like, solving that or... Mm-hmm. Art art panels would, would have been so cool. Yeah. Uh, J fashion and art, J fashion and media, J fashion and manga and anime yeah. and representation of our community. And it's just not being utilized. And there's so much we could be doing. And it's so frustrating as someone who, like, I have or all these ideas. just doing different events. Like, I'd really like to do something with, like, bowling or something. Yeah. Like, something that's just, like, pairing something that's just, like, not... 
I don't know. What does a J fashion person do? I guess mm-hmm. I can only think of Lolita things. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like, oh, it's not necessarily cute, but it's something that we like just do because we're people, mm-hmm. you know, and just, you know, getting out and experiencing new things as a community, like, you know, J fashion and like cute games. You can play Candyland, you know, or something that like can just appeal maybe just aesthetically, but doing something different. I was like, I have like different panels that I'd um, starting to pitch, but I don't, they don't get picked. Yeah. I'd like to do something called grown in Kauai, you know, where we just talk about like when you started J fashion, like a lot of people I know, like kind of started the interest in high school or in college. And as you grow older, there's like more obstacles to be able to finding ways to be able to incorporate your J fashion daily, whether it's like your job or children or partners that you have that kind of think it's weird (laughs) or family events or like different things like that. And it's just like so much to talk about as far as like that, finding your way through that issue and like, or starting as an adult instead of starting in high school. How does that, how do you feel about doing that? And yeah, I really wanted to like just have some panels that that are for people who are already in the style and just, you know, have different issues they need to face or discuss. And I think just like things like having a draw meetup would be so cool. Yeah. When I yeah. go to conventions, there are several different fandoms that have like like Oron High School Host Club draw meet or uh, BNHA draw meet and people mm-hmm. just they chill out and cosplay or even plain clothes and they just draw characters or they draw whatever they want and they just talk about the show and you know that you have this similar interest that you can uh, that can be a jumping off mm-hmm. point for you. Another thing is about like making money though. Mm-hmm. Like with tea parties, that's like you're selling tickets and someone is like there's some revenue being created. And I think like sometimes when we talk about these other things, they haven't been done before. They haven't been tested. You know, and it's just like, can is it something that you can sell tickets for? Is it something that is going to generate any sort of revenue or more attendees? You know, and that's where I think, like, maybe these J Fashion community organized three-day events and things like that, like, that's where maybe we can do more of the those exploring and, and then we bring it back to the conventions and say, hey, this is a really popular event, mm-hmm. you know, when we have our um, J Fashion three-day events. So you should open your mind to um, having this event here because, like, yeah, trying to, like, you can pitch your panels, you know, but your panels may not be picked. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I wanted to do one where um, I haven't, like, pitched it because, like, I think it would be hard for me to do if I had a booth um, at the same time. But a kind of like decora, like decora club thing where we play a whole bunch of like uh, two person games like thumb wrestling or <laughs> stare contest. And every time you would like win one, you would get a badge, you would get oh, a button or so something. Cute. And then at the end, it'd be like, yes, you have like, you know, passed the hard decor fight club, you know, when it's not really fighting. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> like competitive kids games. And it's just like, oh, how am I going to like pitch that? And it's going to be a th- like, yeah, I don't know. Like, where does that fit in? Mm-hmm. Um, and who's going to let me let me do that? And so I think that's where. Yeah, we have to, those of us who have these ideas, we need to, like, 
either voice these sort of concerns to conventions and say like, hey, we want these guests and we'd really like it if you had a fashion show. ASIN had a guest request form that went out after the event recently and I shared that and other a few other people shared that trying to get people to suggest fashion guests mm-hmm. and um, and just say that like, oh, I, I would enjoy the convention more. I would actually come to the convention if, you know, these certain guests came to, you know, the convention and did these panels or a fashion show, whatever like that. Maybe we need to speak to Paradiso and mm-hmm. say like, hey, we would like some events that are not as much geared towards Lolitas. But I don't know how open they are to that. I don't know if their direction is more towards like making better Lolita events or broadening it. But that's definitely something that we have to do or else we like you risk know. falling into obscurity. Yeah. 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 It's just very scary as someone who I have I've been to the L.A. community and I've been to the Chicago community and seeing the differences between the mm-hmm. two is very stark. Um, mm-hmm. I know with the L.A. community, we do have our once monthly meetups and same place, same time. Um, and a lot of the times it's the same people. And I do enjoy going to them and I do enjoy the consistency, but it is sometimes like, mm, let's do something else for a change or like, let's go somewhere together as a group. Let's have a plan of like, oh, let's do this activity while we're here um, or a theme. When I come to the Chicago community, there is the Lo- the Chicago Lolita community mm-hmm. and then there's the rest of us. Yeah. And I feel that Kauai Rebels is kind of trying to regroup ourselves and trying to bring in everyone. Um, But I feel that from the people in our community, there needs to be more proactivity. Um, Definitely. And more people going like, yes, this is what I want to do. Or just like sticking to a plan and going like, okay. Yeah. I'm going to we're going to go here. We're going to do this thing. We're not going to break off into five different groups and go off because then it's like, well, I because then we have like people being left out. And that's not fun. Definitely. Um, And it's like if we want to do these different things, though, too, we have to put our money where our mouth is. mm -hmm. Like, you know, the Lolita communities, they'll pay for these tickets, you know, that are like upwards of 40 50 dollars or something yeah. like that in order to make their event happen and i don't know how willing the other people in j fashion are to do that because i just feel like it's in the lolita culture to be like this is a luxury mm-hmm. fashion and you're gonna have to spend and invest money into this whereas maybe other j fashion pursuits are more like You know, we're scavengers and almost like (laughs) steampunks. You know, I've heard it described before where we're just like, oh, yeah, let's try to find this like thing. And we, you know, we're not like it's not already in the mindset of just like, okay, and we need to invest maybe a little bit more money than we're used to Mm -hmm. on this thing. That could be a stumbling block, but I don't know. Like, we also got to try it. We got to put it out there and be like, hey, we got tickets. $20 to do this thing. Mm -hmm. What do you think? And see who comes out and see what happens. 
not everything is going to be success. Like it's true. It just doesn't happen that way. But at least we can throw some spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think not trying at or trying something and failing a few times and finding some really awesome things is better than not trying at all. Yeah. Well, maybe OK Podcast got to do an event. I mean, I would love to. We gotta get in there. If, like, (laughs) I would love to help host events. I would love to do some panels. We Oh, yeah, doing more panels. That would be rad. I also thought, like, it was really cool that we did that panel at, um, was it Uchikan? Mm -hmm. We did the panel at Uchikan, and it was about there being a podcast, and we're recording the podcast live. Like, Mm -hmm. that's really awesome. I don't see... Any other, like, yeah, just delving into different medias of talking about the fashion. Like, mm-hmm. okay, we got videos. All right, now we have a podcast. And now, you know, we're taking it to the convention. Like, I, I think that's something we should definitely continue. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I do too. We should definitely look into that more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We squeaks out. <laughs> All right. We also posed some similar questions to our patrons on Patreon, and this is a really great time uh, to promote that, I suppose. If you guys are interested in uh, contributing to the podcast um, in both content and in a monetary way, our Patreon is a really, really awesome way to do that. There will be a link uh, on our Facebook. There's a link in the description. Um, So definitely check that out. Yeah, we'll be you know, posting questions that you can ask some of our future guests and questions about the topics that we have at hand and bonus content if we have anything else to record and other content, like, that'll go straight to you. Yeah, if you are not a patron, you don't get the bonus content. Uh, It's not like you're really missing out on anything. Uh, You'll still get our once monthly episode. But when you do become a patron, you get something extra that's really, really awesome that we work hard on. Yeah, and you have a chance to participate in the next episode. Correct. Without further ado. (laughs) So the first question that we asked was, do you think the J fashion community should do more public events at pre-existing conventions like fashion shows, panels at anime cons, or should we create more of our own events like Paradiso, RuffleCon, etc.? And then our second question was, what do you want to see more of from the J fashion community, i.e. swap meets, gatherings, fashion walks? One of our dear patrons, uh, Poovathel. Thank you. Thank you so much for being a patron, Poovy. We really appreciate it. Uh, For the first question, she said that both ideas are good and that she thinks that it's difficult to do a standalone J Fashion event. So first, we need to start by doing events at conventions to see what the fan base in that area is like. Then if that goes well, we can branch out into standalone events. Yolanda said that she would love to see more J Fashion panels at conventions, but ultimately having our own meets uh, and events would be fun. Then for the second question, Puvathel said, I would like to see more themed events. I realize it's expensive to run them. And Yolanda responded to our question with, along with meets, maybe a theme or swap mixed in would be really fun. Thank you so much, Yolanda, for being a patron of ours. We really appreciate it. And we hope you enjoy that bonus content that we're getting, that you're getting. Yeah. And this is like, I really love the answers here. 
both both of them are kind of different whereas like Puvathel is just like it's really difficult so we should start by seeing things in conventions and then Yolanda is thinking like but ultimately having mm-hmm. our own meets would be the most ideal so I'm just like oh okay that's like two very different I guess stances on it yeah mm-hmm. Also, once more, again, if you guys are interested in becoming a patron of ours, head to our Patreon uh, there. We're also going to let you know about what the new episode themes are going to be for the upcoming month. So you will know ahead of time Mm -hmm. what we're going to be talking about. So without further ado, I think I would like to give you guys the compilation of interviews that we've gotten uh, from ASEN. So oh, hope you yeah. guys enjoyed. Been working hard on making that sound really, really awesome for you guys, kind of like I did with the Anime Expo interviews that we did. I would love to do more interviews with you guys. It's so awesome talking with you and just hearing your opinions. And I love, I just love talking with everyone and getting you guys on because, like, uh, you guys are just awesome. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much for listening. This has been OK Podcast. My name is Hayden. And my name's Kamila. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. My name is Barbara. My name's Kim. Sabrina Humphrey. Fatima. Alicia. Beck. Deary Lou the Fawn, but I prefer Deary Lou. This is Rin Matter. My name is Skew, aka WT Snacks when I DJ. Jordana. Well, I go by Eden for my cosplay and um, fashion stuff. Right now, I usually do Decora Fairy Kate, like lots of overkill accessories. I used to try to do Lolita, which was a little bit much for me. I'd like to get into Garou. It doesn't matter, style just depends on how. I'm feeling. I do any kind of fashion. Mostly Lolita, um, sometimes Mori and Dolly K also. Goth and mostly like mall goth, but I do like to dress uh, gothic romance as well. I usually do classic Lolita and sometimes gothic Lolita. I mostly wear Lolita. I've been starting to experiment a little bit with not exactly Fairy K, but kind of just like a retro pop. I like to call my style, um, this is gonna sound weird and lame, but it's called Fawn style. Like, wherever I see a Fawn ad, whether it's a sweet print, a gothic, just any style where I see a Fawn that looks very appealing to me or a woodland deer like creature, I'll take that dress and I'll just morph to whatever it's in. So, the last time I got a deer dress, it was a goth dress and I was a goth that day, so that was okay. <laughs> I actually uh, don't really subscribe to the idea of styles. All okay, everything. I don't know. Uh, I'll mix. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll mix. There we go. My style's all mix. I'll mix. Um, I prefer gothic Lolita. Um, I also sometimes partake in casual Lolita. Well, I wear a lot of different kinds of styles. Um, I wear gothic street style most of the time and also gothic Lolita fashion. You know, sometimes I like to do classic or dabble in other things like Dolly K or just general vintage style. When I was in high school, that was a long time ago now, I discovered Lolita because there was an article about maybe the stars shine bright in the Wall Street Journal and my parents clipped it for me because they thought I would be interested in it. And then I learned about fruits through that and I went out and bought all the fruits books. I started wearing Lolita in 2007 and I was interested in it before that but just sort of looking at it and being like oh I could never wear that but it looks so cute. I was really into Blythe dolls and I think I found like the first Gothic and Lolita Bible when I was looking for doll magazines in the Japanese section of the bookstore and so I knew of it but I just like didn't think I could wear it for what is that like five years before I actually started wearing it. I started getting into it when I was like 14 and in high school. I actually first found out about Lolita when I was in high school 
school, and I didn't seriously start uh, wearing it until I was in college. Uh, so it's been a couple years. Three years ago, I uh, went to ASIN my first year, and I saw Lolita's and I got interested. And then I bought a body line dress, and ever since then, I've just stayed in it. Um, I probably got into J Fashion itself uh, a few years ago. It's really hard to say, but actually like wearing it and really getting into it, I would say probably two years ago. Um, actually discovered Gothic Lolita when I was going to see a Pillows concert because I was super into J-Rock at the time. And so I was like, oh my gosh, the Pillows are playing at Asa and I have to go. So I went and there was this J-Rock panel and they had a Gothic Lolita Bible stand right next to it. So <laughs> ever since then, I've been completely hooked on the style. It's super cool. Circa late 90s, finding uh, fruits compilations in Barnes & Noble in Florida. Not even like thinking of it as any specific thing, just being like, whoa, I've never seen fashion like this. I was a kid that grew up on the internet. Me and my sister would look at pictures of Malice Miser. <laughs> she was really big into Visual K, and we would find J Fashion through that and like fruits and stuff. Um, I'm more right now of an event J Fashion. I'm trying to change more into a, a lifestyle where I have a hint of Lolita in everything I wear. But right now, it's just a, uh, it's an event thing. I'm a lifestyler. Um, I used to do more lifestyle stuff, but now I pretty much just do events. When I was younger, I more into wearing it all the time or incorporating the aesthetic into my lifestyle all the time. But now I'm a little older, I just sort of like wear things for events. I'm more of an event J fashion person. I have definitely turned into a lifestyler. I try to wear a casual Alita cord at least several times a week, sometimes just the whole week, just tone down Alita. It's hard to say, like, you know, because I have a normal sort of job, so I tend to like to incorporate gothic things as much as I can into that, but still, you know, fit in with the corporate culture for, for my work. But um, yeah, whenever I can, I'm wearing gothic style, whether it's gothic Lolita or gothic street style or Dolly K. Both. I wear it in my day to day, but I wear the fancier stuff to an event, of course. I'm kind of, I guess, in between. I don't wear it every day, but sometimes I incorporate aspects of it in my regular clothing. Usually more event, but it, it seeps into my everyday style. It's just whenever I can wear it, I do. I work with kids and I'm in a like a financial institution during the day. Like in the evenings, it's more like teaching. I can't always do exactly what I want, but lots of big bows, lots of just funky accessories, lots of like little tiny Japanese imports. On the weekends, definitely it's more themed. I do have some like brand novelties in my apartment and like I do try to use some of my bags. I, I collect a lot of novelty bags and I use them as decor, like I have them hanging on the wall. So in that way, I guess I do like to make my my space cute, just like I like to make my outfits cute. Uh, yes, I wear it to school and uh, work. Um, I actually don't. I I tend to just wear like some like cute t-shirts more often than not. Oh yes, I do. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, I do. I'm working on turning my bedroom into a Vaughn Wonderland. So. And most of my accessories for me, my boyfriend, my daughter, and my dogs are really Lolita and Woodland themed. None of them like it, but oh well. <laughs> um, I most definitely do. Um, typically at my job, I actually do not have a uniform, and so I will also wear toned down Lolita there. Um, and then in my home decor, I do uh, have what you would expect in a stereotypical Gothic Lolita's house. Skulls wearing bonnets, skulls wearing bows, and, you know, vanities that are black, and bats everywhere and spooky stuff i'm just overall like really into aesthetic stuff you know so <laughs> i guess the gothic aesthetic it just kind of bleeds everywhere for sure <laughs>
I try to as much as I can, especially being an all-mix-K, uh, trying to just like, like, oh, well, I can take this normal outfit and uh, spice it up a little bit by bringing in something Japanese-inspired. Oh, yeah. All, all I do is look at secondhand J-fashion and always searching, always planning outfits. Mine is just in the world of Mercari and Yahoo Japan. I still wear, like, most of the time in my daily life, I sort of just wear, like, t-shirts and leggings. I like collecting, like, cute J-style artwork t-shirts or, like, anime t-shirts. Like, my casual style, I like to describe as, like, early 90s anime stuff. So, like, the casual outfits and, like, Sailor Moon is, like, the aesthetic I strive for in my daily life. But for events and, and certainly, like, partaking in, like, J-fashion community stuff, definitely, like, gothic and classic. It has actually. It has caused me to be much more open about, you know, who I am. Like, there's no point in, you know, not just wearing what I want when I want. So it it's shown me that it's okay for me as a person, as a woman, to just wear whatever I want. And it's okay to be cute, and it's okay to be goth. It has taught me quality over quantity. I take that with everything that I do, even with my regular wardrobe. Uh, I look at the pieces and I see if they're quality, I touch the fabric, I read what type of texture it is or whatever, and I just think about the longevity versus the price. Um, for me, like, I learned to be taken for my personality and not just on my appearance, like, express more of my individuality. Um, I guess it has made me more creative when I, like, get dressed in the morning and, like, even just how I match colors together or match themes in an outfit, even if it's not a Lolita outfit. Sometimes I think about that and I probably didn't do that before Lolita. I guess for me, it just makes me more kind of globally conscious of everything because it's it's such an international community. You have people from all over the world who are really into it. So it's always really fun to see how people from all over interpret that style. Absolutely, uh, especially just because I'm seeing it from different perspectives of international fashion. I think I like tend to like look toward uh, street fashion more, how it reflects like the current state of society, I guess. I don't think it's affected me too much, except like I've maybe focused a little bit more on Japanese uh, culture and stuff. Yes, because more J fashion people are more accepting of each other and more open to like different personalities and they don't, they're not very opinionated and I feel more comfortable. So it helps me get out of my shell. 